Hi, welcome to Light the Camera Author. I'm Jim Juno, and this is where we talk about books, uh, books that are written by authors who write about Hollywood, movies, TV, and everything in between. And I am talking tonight with a very special guest. Her name is Marilyn Ann Moss, and she has a new book, I believe it just came out this week, called The Pharaohs of Hollywood, Their Dark Side of Paradise. Welcome, Marilyn. Hello, and thank you. Now, this is uh, this book came out, I believe, um, just a few days ago. Oh, well, actually, the 11th. The 11th, okay. So yeah. earlier this month in April, and that's when we're recording this. Um, this has been really the story of, of John Farrow, who was a movie director, uh, and his daughter, who I guess would be better well-known to today's audiences, contemporary audiences, her name is Mia Farrow, and if you've seen if you've seen Rosemary's Baby, or any or any modern movie, you've you've heard of Mia Farrow, or Woody Allen's movies, or Woody Allen movie, yes, indeed, <laughs> and and also let's, let's we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But John Farrow, he was big in film noir, and he was an Australian producer who basically has gone under the radar hasn't he yeah i'd say lost in history yeah i mean he's got it's gotten kind of forgotten and but he was very he was very big uh during his time um very reliable i'll put it that way very serious very serious and he had but but this book talks about the issues that he had and how they transferred more or less over to Mia he was I mean he was a very very talented uh producer or director but um person personality wise he wasn't all that great was no he? well tell me a little bit about him well it's the thing when you talk about John Farrow it's really hard to know if anything you're saying has any truth to it because um you know, when he got, well, he, he everything that was written about John Farrow was written by him and therefore followed, you know, by the press or, you know, whoever gossip columnist, because he spent a lot of years in gossip columnist um, pages with his um, on again, off again romance with Maureen O'Sullivan, who whom he eventually married. So anything you know about John Farrow, you have to be a little skeptical. Um, the thing is, John Farrow was so talented as a writer, but, and something he gave to his family, but um, not entirely able to distinguish the real world from fantasy. So a lot of what he said about himself, we don't know, you know, but we do know from certain facts, from certain research I did, that he was born in 1904 in Australia, near Sydney, and his parents were gone within the first year of his birth, actually within the first couple of months. His father abandoned the family and put his mother, who never saw her son, into an, uh, a mental hospital. Mm. where she died uh, a couple of months later, I believe. 
So he was essentially in the world on his own. He had an aunt who raised him, but he grew up in a, a context that he had to create himself. So if you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't that there was a lot of information coming in from others to him as to how one behaves in the world, which created a lot of problems for him later on because he didn't get along with people very well. Um, but he was incredibly uh, talented as a writer, as a historian, and visually talented too, which people who don't know about him know even less about. As little as he's known, what's known about him is more uh, the film noir aspect of his, of his work, but not so much as a technician, which really should be paid attention to. Because he was great on every front. He just couldn't get along with anyone he worked with. He won the Academy Award uh, when you mentioned his writing. He won it for uh, Around the World in 80 Days. He shared it, but he was fired from that film after one day. After one day? Yeah. <laughs> tell, me, tell me a little bit about how did he get well, fired he, after one he, day? <laughs> he unfortunately bucked up against Mike Todd, who was not someone who was going to let others control what he wanted. So uh, you had two personalities like that and one owned more than the other <laughs> and the other had to go. Because that was at the end of, of Pharaoh's career pretty much. Yeah, and he also- he wasn't but, getting, sorry. That's okay, go ahead. Well, he wasn't getting that, that many offers at that point. And he, and he died at a relatively young age, I believe around 53 years old. 58. 58. 58. Okay. And, um, and very suddenly heart attack. Um, but he, uh, was he, uh, he was a philanderer, uh, Maureen O'Sullivan that you mentioned, um, is, was married to him for, I would say decades, about th almost 30 years. About 27 years. 27 and years. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is that, she knew the how, the game really well about the PR machine and how to look like things are happy and women's magazines and fantasy and letting women audiences know how beautiful their family was and how they decorated their home. And, but behind all that was a lot of heartache. Yeah, he, uh, he didn't have any problems having affairs upon affairs with, with uh, different women. Um, no, nope. yeah, go ahead. No, he didn't. Yeah. Okay, but was he abusive? I remember yes. for some reason, uh, some reason uh, I picked mean, that up in your what book. What do you mean by that? Well, um, meant well, of course, mentally by having the affairs, but but physically, he was he oh. was not he wasn't abusive uh, physically, but he was abusive. Oh. I'm so sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't control her. Okay, that's okay. It's um, no problem. I got one of my own. <laughs> Can you Julie. edit this out? <laughs> People love the dogs. I mean, come on. <laughs> stop, stop. Okay. Um, yes, he was physically abusive to his children. Yeah. Punishment. If you're lucky, you're going to hear Jules the movie hound <laughs> pop up, you know? So, she... <laughs> but yeah, he was, yeah, he was, physic he was physically abusive to the children more. And, um, uh, and that, unfortunately, I believe, transferred over to Mia Farrow. Um, well, 
I only know what her children said, the ones who weren't on her side when this became an issue in the 90s and then on. Um, I can document what they said, but I can't say myself what was happening. But it didn't sound good. Right. Right. But and, I, yeah. Now, that leads me to the next the next uh, chapter of, of my questioning, moving over to Mia Farrow, because like you said, it started in the 90s, around 1991 and 92. She was she was not married to, but she was involved in a 12-year relationship uh, with Woody Allen. And she had children uh, from a previous marriage. And they had children, and they well. I, let me let me get my my facts straight here. Uh, yeah. They they adopted. Uh, uh, Su, is it Sunyi? Is that is that the name? Sunyi was not adopted by them. Sunyi was adopted by um, Andre Previn and Mia. Mia, right? He yes. was older. And right. um, so she, yeah, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, and so that so. It became in 1991. There became a bitter custody battle between Mia Farrow and 92. 92. Allen, 92. Yeah, and and this is when the accusations and the allegations first came out. So, um, right. because Mia and and it all came from the Mia Farrow camp. Oh yeah. So she Woody, and, Allen, Woody Allen had took the posture of I'm stunned. Yes, I what mean, I do? and I'm gonna maybe get in a little bit of trouble here with listeners, but um, sorry. Uh, the timing of the accusations I've always found suspect. A lot have, many have. Yeah, um, I'll let you t I'll let, tell us what exactly was was the accusations. Well, the accusations were mainly that Woody molested uh, their seven-year-old adopted together, adopted, adopted daughter, who they did adopt together, Dylan. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, for some reason, immediately drew more supporters to Mia's camp than to Woody's. And then later, when the Me Too movement was blowing everywhere it even became enlarged so woody ultimately has been seen as a possible child molester nothing has ever been proven that was the that was the accusation mm -hmm. and he has always denied that let's make, yes. make clear uh very very vehemently denied it um Whereas just as vehemently, Mia Farrow and Dylan Farrow stand by their stories. Yeah. You know, so. Their stories. They're, they are stories and they don't seem to or ever will have an ending. All we can say is this, is that the New York, was it the New York uh, <laughs> Department, <laughs> New York Department of, uh, of Child Protect, I want to say Child Protective Services, uh, but they found no credible evidence. You know, and that is well, that is something not which not only that, not only that, but there were um, investigations months earlier before the the molestation issue came up. 
um, where he was going to be um, adopting Dylan. I mean, not Dylan, he was going to be, they were, I can't recall, it's so much information in my head, <laughs> but there was another avenue open to finding evidence of Woody's bad behavior and not, that was never an issue in a, in a previous investigation, just as a matter of fact of adopting, okay, anything the court had to do or social services had to do, nothing ever looked suspect. And that's another thing. Yeah, that was something I was wondering when you were researching this story. Um, going into it, wh what did you know about the story? Well, or about the I accusations. knew about I knew about Woody and Mia ad nauseum as most people did. Mm -hmm. It was old by then, but my main objection, my main objective, was to try to understand Mia's family because I was fascinated by John Farrell and I wanted his story to be out there because you can't understand Mia without understanding her father and I was trying to broaden the story into a biography of a family so I wasn't my intent was not to focus on Mia and Woody it was to show a family in Hollywood who gave an aura of royalty and fairy tale living, you know, in Beverly Hills, everything was beautiful. And, and I, wa I was fascinated with what was really behind it because um, I was very interested in John Farrow. I, biography and autobiography are my specialties. And I'm fascinated by what's underneath the actual words that someone is saying. That's why I was my next question. How did you uh, get interested in John Farrow? I was always interested in John Farrow, but I knew that nobody would be interested in John Farrow alone. So when the Mia thing, you know, Mia Woody issue had been circulating around me for so many years, as it did everyone else. It just clicked in my head. I can look at John Farrow and then look at Mia and I can get like 60 years of, of a biography of a family. So that was my interest. I wanted it. I wanted the biography to look at the family. And as I was doing research, I uncovered more and more um, information that was disturbing. You know, about when... their family. One of the scenes that struck me in your book was that how you mentioned that the family, when they were going to church, the mother and the father would be at the front, and the three children in no, single. Actually, seven children. Seven children. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in a single file. Yes. That's almost like a military family. Yes. Well, he was that kind of father. He was in the military, you know, during the war and. He was in the Merchant Marine um, when in his younger days. So military was part of his psyche. And he ran the family. It was not Maureen. Mm. She was someone who really wanted to be left alone and to hide in her room. And um, in, in addition to that, 
the children didn't see their their parents very often. That was a different part of the house. But yes, in public, they always looked either military or quiet or beautiful, like royalty. Didn't yeah. it? Didn't he uh, also, or was it? I believe he locked one of them in a in a. Maybe it was Mia who did this, that uh, locked them in a outside in a shed. No, that I don't recall. It might have slipped my mind. Who, That's okay. <laughs> That was not something I read about Pharaoh or researched about Pharaoh. No. For some reason I read that. I won't say I read that. I thought it was in your book, but it may I may be wrong on that. Um Are you sure you're not thinking of Hitchcock? <laughs> no, not, not 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 Alfred Hitchcock, no. <laughs> even though he did, even though his father did do some things to him. Yeah. <laughs> now the uh no, it just uh it when I was reading it, it just struck me how in many ways, Mia Farrow and John Farrow are so similar. You know. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, issues between daughters and fathers. Well, that's complex. And you, you, as a daughter, you love your father, but what do you do when your father abuses you, and exactly. then, yeah. and then yeah. die? So you lose someone, the love, the love object, but that's someone who, with whom your feelings are forever ambivalent. So after your research, after you've been through everything, here comes a loaded question: uh, Do you believe that Woody Allen uh, was a was a molester, or are you on? Are you uh, believe that uh, Woody's uh denials? Um, I think that instead of talking about the act, I think the, you have to stay with the stories. I, you know, the, I can't, I can't say whether an act occurred because I am just still circulating in the stories that came out of both camps. So I don't know if anybody can ever know. But no. I, I can say that I can give you a lot of uh, evidence that I uncovered in the book where some of the language, some of the descriptions, some of the, the attitude, some of the dialogue in Mia's autobiography is very similar to information that Dylan provided or that Mia then said in the documentary on HBO. Mm -hmm. So I have to look at the similarity between Mia's early life and what she's saying. I can't know if anything happened. Yes. I, uh, I you know, I, I, I'm trying to understand and hope I've conveyed uh, that the the story Mia was telling, is telling, hides an untold story. There may be more to it than, than what we're than what we're hearing. Yeah. Um I did see an interview that Dylan did uh, a few years ago, I guess. It was uh, on CBS uh, this morning, um, with Gail King. And of course, you know, she reiterated 
what what happened um i just you know i just don't know i mean i know she's an author and i know she's and she's appeared on tv a lot and her story i mean but it's so it is so i don't want to say well rehearsed i'm not saying that um i'm just saying that you can say that okay (laughs) well you believe it is well rehearsed because i mean it sounds like you sounds like you were saying that do you, well, did she get coached? Do you feel she got coached by a very talented actress mother? Well, you want me to go to jail? No, I want you to. <laughs> I don't want to get. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. It's, it's possible. It's possible. You know, we we won't know for certain. You know, anything and... anything is possible. Yeah. But, and and when you're dealing with the situation or a family like this. You don't, you can't take anything for truth. True. Yeah. What is, you know, that the minute you write about your life or anybody else, including me, about other people's lives, you're no longer dealing with fact. You're dealing with your interpretation because it's all in the past and you don't know what the facts are and you're in a sense lying. Yeah. Or you're creating a fictive rehash of the past because the past is always lost. Have you heard from uh, any of the pharaohs or Woody Allen, or did you try to contact any of them? I contacted Mia um, and asked her if, if she would talk to me about her father. I contacted, uh, well, okay, staying with Mia, she wrote a note to the person who was contacting her for me. And I got a copy of it. And she said, I'm really sorry, but I can't remember any more than I've already said. And there were there were just things that were like superficial as if she misunderstood my intention. And um, so I thought she told me quite a lot in in that yeah. you know in that um refusal um, yeah. well that, i know for yeah. sure she doesn't you know it is very difficult i think to write about your life when it's that when it was that emotionally hard traumatic because what what i say in this book is that the, the children were traumatized and that's been passed on because we know about trauma that um, it gets into the body after years and it stays in the body and you pass it on in ways that you're not always aware of. And I, I, that's my point in the book is that we are all related by trauma. We've all had trauma. There's no child in the world who hasn't had some kind of trauma you know some worse than Mm -hmm. others um because childhood's very very vulnerable time and um most people don't have the the trauma that i saw happening in the pharaoh family but um whatever like what they say about um post-traumatic syndrome is that it's too much when it when it happens there's too much information too much going on coming at you 
so that you cannot experience it all at one time. It goes kind of into the unconscious. I'm a great believer in that. And some people don't like to hear that, but I think it stays there. And I think that's possible with Mia. And when something bad happens later on, it suddenly comes back. And I think the shock of, of discovering those photos of Sun Yi was really traumatic. Right, and for those of you, and for those of you who don't realize what were what we were what she was saying is that that's how Mia found out about the affair between um, Woody Allen and his uh, adopted stepdaughter. Um, no, she well, she wasn't even adopted by by Woody. That's right. She never was adopted by Woody. Yeah, I mean, so is you know that's something I I struggled with in the book. Is she his daughter? No, but. The family unit, the way we live in our culture with the family unit, she was Mia's daughter. So how much of that makes him her father? Yes, true. And that's exactly and that's exactly true because and she was um she wasn't 21, but I believe she was, I want to say 18 or 19. Yeah, old, much older. And oh, um okay. I don't think it was it wasn't so much whether to Mia whether or not she was adopted. It was the fact that Mia felt betrayed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, and understandably so. I mean, it, it could have been. I think Mia would have felt betrayed if it was not anybody, any female, that she would find uh, nude photos of. Yeah, but the daughter doesn't oh, no. get. That, that doesn't. Right. Exactly. Well, now, I don't forget that Mia has her own checkered background with yeah. and Previn's first wife, um, yeah. Dory. Yeah, she was and, Mia was having an affair with Andre Previn, wasn't she? Well, yeah, and got pregnant and got, yeah, so but then, yeah, but then don't forget also, I don't know if your viewers know this, but. There was a song that Dory had written called "In the In the Attic with Daddy" or "Up in the Attic," something like that. I tell you, there's so much information floating around that I I need a, like a psychological secretary. I don't know <laughs> organize all of it, but that was something that was so uncanny that it was like being in the attic with daddy and being molested or something bad happened up in the attic with daddy. And that song was written long before Mia um, accused Woody. Oh, people draw your own conclusions from that. Well, in a, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything for sure, but I, I do have to say it, it just seems kind of obvious that, there's more to the story that Mia has told. There's yeah. more behind it and that there might be reasons, there might be, there might be words or behavior or feelings that Mia isn't aware that she's unleashing as she's telling her story. Right, and she didn't that's expect- why yeah. yeah, that's why it stays at the level of story. And that's why it'll never be resolved. The song you were talking about is called With My Daddy in the Attic. Thank uh, you. Dory Previn. 
<laughs> I can find anything on the web, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's very good. But anyway, well, Marilyn Ann Moth is the author, and the book is the Mer I mean, the Merrills of Hollywood, the great, the and the Pharaohs, <laughs> the Pharaohs of Hollywood, the Dark Side of Paradise. I I should also say that there is a documentary that, on John Pharaoh that was made uh twenty twenty one. Mm -hmm. by the shadows. and i don't think they uncover nearly as much as i do but if i thought okay this is good now he's getting some attention because as i worked on this book longer and longer i was on it i realized this man was a tragic figure because he was so talented so brilliant and yet so self-inflicted amazing and that's and that's like and that's a story that that's familiar with a lot of artists that yeah. there there are they they are they are flawed geniuses so to speak oh so. thank yes <laughs> well marilyn thank you again for being thank on light on light camera author tonight thank I, you so much all right take well. care bye-bye